This is the 401 Podcast. Join Rhode Island sports journalist and basketball scribe Kevin McNamara with guests from the Ocean State sports scene and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin McNamara. Hello and welcome back to the 401 Podcast on Kevin Mac Sports. I'm your host, Kevin McNamara. Thanks for joining me on this edition of the 401 you know, I, I love the springtime. It's actually not good on my sinuses. Always had a little hay fever, but got to get outside. The weather is finally beautiful. And, you know, on the sports side, it means the playoff season in the NBA and the NHL. So certainly one of the best times on the sports calendar. And, you know, the Bruins, I think the Bruins, they need some serious help, if not a major rehab. Now, I know they lost their playoff series to Carolina in seven games but they talk, you know, about the window closing with certain franchises. I think the B's window is basically shut right now, which is bad news for Patrice Bergeron fans and Brad Marchand fans. You know, those guys have had a great run in Boston and still can certainly play. They're the best players that the Bruins have with David Pasternak, but there's just not enough there. So who knows what Don Sweeney, if Don Sweeney is around to pull the uh, triggers. And I don't think it's a player or coach situation. They need better talent. Simple as that. But that's it for the NHL. On my front, I I like hockey, and I'll watch the playoff hockey, but not as intensely without the Bruins, that's for sure. But the Celtics, well, they are not only alive, they are now the favorites to win the Eastern Conference with their series against the Miami Heat set to tip off Game 1 Tuesday night. Now, it's been quite a year for the Celts. I was not on the uh, train that wanted to break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, back around the new year. But that Celtics team was not very good. There were some issues, no question. I was in the camp of questioning just what new coach Ime Udoka was up to because the Celtics were barely a playoff team after 50 games. They were 25 and 25 and losing to teams like the Knicks and Portland. And then, you know, this is what happens in long seasons. Things just started to click. Health was was huge. Uh, Getting Marcus Smart back and in top condition, uh, monstrous for the Celts, and the mix just started to come together after that. Tatum and Brown, they began playing off one another and not in opposition to one another, and the point guard play of Smart and new life of Al Horford really made a difference, and you know, so did the blossoming of the Time Lord, Robert Williams. He helped make the Celts a top defensive team for sure. Now, he has not been a factor in the playoffs due to injury, but the Celts are still playing some very good defense. They rolled Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the dysfunctional Nets in the first round. And what a tough, physical seven-game series win over the Bucks and Giannis onto Tacumpo. I mean, Giannis is one of my favorites. I know a lot of NBA fans are like, oh, he travels too much. He gets away with charges. Uh, if he was on your team, you'd get it. He's a bigger, larger version of the way that a lot of great players through the years have have tried to play. And Giannis just got worn down, didn't have enough help. And to be honest, when the Celtics blew game five at the Garden to Drew Holiday and Giannis, I thought the Bucks were going to get it done. But a huge breakout game by Tatum in game six on the road. And then Grant Williams, Grant freaking Williams explodes in Game 7. Seven threes, 27 points. Amazing Game 7 performance 
by Grant Williams. And, you know, the Celt- they, the Bucks basically didn't guard Grant Williams on the three-point line. They didn't guard the Celtics on the three-point line in two games in the series and paid for it, paid for it big time. Well, now it's the Miami Heat in the way and a berth in the finals up for grabs. Miami, interesting team. I think the sum is greater than the parts kind of team. You know, Jimmy Butler is he's big time. So is Bam Adebayo, in my mind. Very, very good big guy. One of the most underrated players in the NBA. After that, who would play huge minutes for the Celtics? I don't know, maybe Tyler Hero, and he comes off the bench. I think Kyle Lowry would, certainly, for the Celtics. and he, But he has an injured hamstring, and that is a very, very big loss for the Heat. Who knows if Lowry will be able to play at all in this series. He's not playing in games one, maybe not game two either. Just a killer loss for the Heat, and I think that changes the entire series in my mind. So so we know all we need to know about these Celtics, but for some Heat insight, I'm happy to bring Yanni Caracas back to the 401 podcast. Yanni is a Narragansett, South Kingstown boy. He was a TV star here in Providence for a decade before heading to Florida in West Palm Beach. He covers all the Miami area pros, an awful lot of Dolphins. But uh, now the Heat and the Florida Panthers are deep in the playoffs, so he's a busy guy. And he's got the Heat, the top seed in the East, poised for a finals berth. Here's my conversation with Yanni Caracas. Well, pleased to welcome in my friend Yanni Caracas from WPBF in West Palm Beach. He's, it seems as if wherever the good teams are, Yanni Caracas is. How are you, Yanni? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Next time you're down here, we have to golf. Uh, I'm still waiting for that phone call, but uh, I guess you won't be down until the weather cools down up in New England now that things are getting pretty warm up there, huh? Yeah, much too hot down there for me, but I'll see you in October. How's that? We'll make it That sounds make good. I'm doing well, thanks. And it seems like wherever you go, you know, you had an unbelievable run here in Providence. I know that uh, we talked about it before you left with World Series and Stanley Cup Finals and obviously Super Bowls, and now you have not only the Miami Heat, but the Florida Panthers both in uh, deep playoff runs. It's uh, it's nirvana for a TV guy, correct? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm the good luck charm or, or what, but it's pretty cool because, you know, South Florida has had varying degrees of success over the years, certainly not the same as New England, uh, especially with the Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins uh, really not winning uh, many championships at all, the Heat being the exception. But, yeah, tonight uh, the NHL schedule gods screwing us a little bit because the Panthers are at 7, the Heat are at 8.30 against the Celtics, both um, here in South Florida. So I don't know how many people have season tickets to both, but certainly exciting time down here. Um, Both teams are number one seeds, so we'll see how far they go. The Panthers obviously have the Lightning, who are the defending cup champs, and obviously they're keeping an eye on the the Celtics and Heat, which are the top two seeds in the East. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm going to start right there, Yanni. It's interesting. The Heat did win the East. They had the best record, and yet they're the underdog in this series. I don't think anyone's picking them to win the NBA championship. Uh, has that become a bit of a theme, the, the, the number one seed with a bit of a chip on their shoulder? Oh, definitely. I mean, all year long, Heat fans um, and even the Heat players through the media would tell you no one respects us. We're the one seed. No one cares about us. I think part of the reason for that, Kevin, is the NFL narrative talking points on shows like Get Up and First Take and what have you, they're so drama-filled with the NBA and the superstars, the Kyries, the Durants, the Hardens. Mm. Um, You could even make that the case for the Celtics that were undercovered nationally because 
they just have guys that play the game and they go about their business and there's not a whole lot of drama. So, I mean, you could say the Heat have one bona fide star in Jimmy Butler, but you go past Bam Adebayo and you, you could take a poll in Rhode Island right now. I don't know how many Heat players they, they could name. So um, they very much feel like there's a chip on the shoulder that no one's covering them. And it, it's funny, living down here now, I can sort of appreciate what the Heat fan says which is that no one pays attention to us because um now that i live down here and locally cover them i can sort of see nationally that that no one really pays attention to the heat no it's it's true you know i've been in and out of there for 20 years and, and covered the heat and when Dwayne wade was by himself in the playoff against the celtics and then obviously when he joined up or lebron and chris bosh joined up with Dwayne wade and some great series with the celtics but this is a new era for the heat and they do have a superstar uh, for people to not think that jimmy butler is a top 10 player in the league is very short sighted you've seen him now up close for two seasons in a row uh, how good is jimmy butler and can he get it done i wouldn't say by himself but he certainly has led his team uh, to great heights yeah jimmy butler's really been terrific this po- you could argue he's had the best postseason uh maybe going up there with luca in the nba playoffs what i like about him is he's tough um he's not a great three-point shooter so he really gets all of his points in the paint he's a guy who's not huge but he's not afraid to bang it around and go in there he has great footwork he's great at the rim scoring um and he's had 40-point-plus performances this playoff, so he's not a bulk scorer by any means. He's not like a Tatum or a Doncic, but he's he can put this team on his back, and he commands a lot of attention, and then he'll kick it out to all the guys to shoot three-pointers, the Max Struces of the world. So um, he's really been terrific, and he's he's sort of a tough personality. You know, there's there's a reason why he left Chicago and Minnesota and Philadelphia. He's He's moody, and he can be difficult, but the Heat culture, as they call it down here, has embraced him. He's embraced the Heat, and it's really worked out for them. He was obviously great in the bubble two years ago when mm-hmm. they faced the Celtics, and he's been great again this year. I, I think from an outsider looking in, but again, knowing the Heat a little bit and the way they work, I, I think they have the most underrated coach in the NBA in Eric Spolstra. You know, he's a guy who I think the NBA announced their top 75 players, coaches, blah, blah, blah. And Eric Spolstra was an active coach who made that cut. And I think people don't appreciate how good he is. Again, look at this roster. Their backcourt is starting backcourt potentially tonight is Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. And they're the number one seed in the East. And I think an awful lot of that goes back to that culture. Pat Riley, obviously, is the team president. But Spo has done yet another really, really good job. He's been really, really great, and and seeing it close up, um, the thing I admire about his him most, and and you go back and he was sort of a punchline for the LeBron Wade Bosch teams because it was like, oh, anyone could have, you know, you Kevin McNamara could have coached that team and they would have won two championships. But the way he's handled his rotations, I mean, Duncan Robinson got a huge contract this year and he barely played in the Seventy Sixers season, so he somehow has to handle you know, nine, ten guys in a rotation where a guy like Robinson isn't playing, a guy like Oladipo is playing more. Tyler Hero, who would start for every team in the NBA, was sixth man of the year. So how he handles everyone's roles, uh, I think, has been really good. And that's, you know, maybe something he's inherited from Pat Riley. It's it's cool seeing, you know, Riley is at every practice and at every game. And he's, uh, I, I made the analogy on Twitter today, he's like the godfather. He's Don Corleone. Mm-hmm. And, 
and Eric Spolstra is Michael Corleone. And so whenever Spolstra needs sage advice or, you know, I'm sure he picks Riley's brain all the time as someone who coached the Showtime Lakers and the Knicks and the Heat about what to do. So, yeah, they really um, sort of Patriot-esque and I really admire their culture. Like they use the term heat culture down here. It's their Twitter hashtag, but uh, Hmm. they really have a a great buy-in all the way from the top through the 12th man on the roster. Let's take a break from the 401 podcast and hear from our friends at Haxton's Liquors. Make sure you stop by and see my pals at Haxton's Liquors on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Tim and Bob Haxton, they're always ready to serve you and have everything you need. All the top wines and spirits, plenty of beer, a huge selection of spiked seltzers, and all the mixers. Haxton's is always ready to serve you, so stop in and see the Haxton boys and their great staff. They do an excellent job with air filtration and their giant store. The the place is massive, but they have absolutely everything. And we're always thrilled that they're proud sponsors of Kevin Mack Sports. Welcome back to the 401 Podcast and our breakdown of the Celtics Heat Series with Yanni Caracas. Okay, Yanni, we're going to get into matchups here. And obviously the Celtics uh, across the board have you know answers at, I wouldn't say every position, but most positions, especially outside with uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Their perimeter certainly leads their team. The perimeter of the Heat, that's where the questions are. We'll give you Jimmy Butler, no question about it. I certainly like Tyler Hero off the bench. Uh, no Kyle Lowry, I, I think, is a game changer for me in this series. Can you tell us a little bit about Gabe Vincent? And I think Friar fans might know Max Struess, the former DePaul player. But how have those two guys, fill us in on Lowry, first of all, and then also how these other two guys have been able to step up? You know, Lowry has missed a lot of games this year. Obviously a former All-Star. He's he's become like an assistant coach of sorts on games he hasn't been playing. But he was mostly a non-factor in the 76ers games, uh, the 76ers series. I think he only played two games. He might have played a third, but clearly hobbled by that hamstring. It's sort of something that can't get right. Like, he played, and when he played, he wasn't, you know, at 100%. So they really haven't missed a beat uh, with Gabe Vincent, who uh, no one really knew about just a couple months ago. Um, Vincent has been completely serviceable. Um, Struess, on the other hand, has sort of been their breakout star. Probably you could say their third best player in that Sixer series after Butler and Adebayo because he's been hitting threes and he's getting open looks. So when he, if he does what Grant Williams did for the Celtics the other day and hit six or seven threes, which is conceivable, then the Heat, you know, that makes all the difference in the world. He's sort of replaced Duncan Robinson's mm. three-point uh, performances for the Heat. Uh, I think they're afraid of playing Duncan as a defensive liability. So um, Struess has been really impressive. And, and like you said, as a Celtic fan, you're sort of looking at these guys. You're like, what? Um, you have Oladipo coming off the bench. He's been streaky. He's had a couple big games. So I think at the end of the day, it's going to be these role players, like it always is sort of in the playoffs. You know what you're going to get out of the Butlers and Tatums. But if Max Struess gets hot at home and feeds off the crowd, I mean, the Heat are 6-0 and at FTX Arena. So um, like the Celtics benefited from the home game in seven against Milwaukee, I think I think the Heat will benefit here at home because they've been 6-0 and in that building. I just remember Lowry coming into the Garden a few months ago in the last matchup in the regular season and really, really hurting the Celtics big time. Uh, the other guy who hurts the Celtics consistently and I think is the key player for the Heat in this series 
is Bam Adebayo. He was outstanding. Well, he pretty much dominated the series two years ago in the bubble in Orlando. Uh, how is Bam playing, and how do you think he matches up with with, with a vastly well a, a new life? Al Horford probably will see Bam an awful lot, but uh, you know, difficult matchup for Al, I would assume, and all Celtics with, with Bam, who's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, Bam's been great. He's so I'm just looking at his box score from that last 76ers win, and he was he was a plus 20, which was second on the team, um, because he for his height and size, he's so versatile and mobile. He can, he moves around so great. He can go out to the three point line and defend. He obviously can defend at the rim. So whereas the Celtics last time against the Bucks um, were going against who had a couple big block shots. Why am I forgetting the Twins' name? Uh, uh, Dwayne Dedman? No, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks big man. Oh, sure. L- Lopez. Lopez, yeah, yeah. So we're, as a guy like Lopez, you know, couldn't move laterally or get out to three-point line as well. I mean, Adebayo is so athletic. Mm. He's not going to score a ton um, you know, if, if you get 20 points out of him, that's great. But he's he's a tough guy. He plays good defense. He's really athletic. Um, I know he folks were upset that he wasn't one of the finalists for the Defensive Player of the Year award, which obviously Marcus Smart won. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him matching up with Horford. I mean, Horford was great last series in, in, in those couple games. He had the career playoff high. So, uh we talked about all the guards, but yeah, for the big guys, that'll be a that, that'll be a great matchup to watch. All right, Yanni, time to pick. Who do you like in this series? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I keep going back and forth. I want to say Celtics in six, but I think it's going seven. And then I say in my head, if it goes seven, I don't see the Heat losing in this in, mm. in their building. Um, but for my New England audience, <laughs> I'll say Celtics in six. Uh, I may say something different on TV down here, so the people <laughs> down here don't hate me. Uh, so I guess that would make me a waffler or a hedge, a, a bet hedger. But uh, I'll say Celtics in six. How's that sound? What do you have? Uh, I have Celtics in six as well. I I, th- I think they're going to lose tonight, uh, but I th- see Boston grabbing game two and resting home court away from the Heat uh, in Game 2, which, yeah, which happens a lot. In working, in New, New, working in New England, you always pick the home team and everyone loves you. Like If, if, I, if I pick the Celtics tonight, everyone's going to be hollering at me, but it's sort of a nice uh, it's a nice shtick we have because my fellow sports anchor is, grew up in South Florida. He's a huge Heat fan. Obviously, grew up, I'm a Celtic fan, so we're going to have a nice friendly wager tonight. Let's hear what our friends at Manscaped are offering to all our listeners here In the spring of 2022, Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have just launched their ultra-premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head-to-toe. This all-in-one skin and hair care kit, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped ultra-premium collection to keep everything under control. Here's what this package includes. Manscaped's premium deodorant, no, not for your balls, but for your stanky armpits. Hydrating Body Moisturizer. It's designed to keep skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. Body Wash. I use the body wash all the time. Lather. Great in the shower. Has infused aloe vera and sea salt. Really a great shower gel. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Clean your scalp with an easy one step. Plus, a free gift. A three-pack set of lip balm that's made with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside the ultra-premium collection. 
What a score. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code KMAC, that's K-M-C, for 20% off and free shipping. Welcome back to the 401 Podcast. Yanni, I'm curious about the impact of Tyler Hero. He uh, has hurt the Celtics in the past, has certainly had some good games here in the playoffs, and yet it, it seems as if his, I wouldn't say his minutes, he's averaging almost 28 minutes a game, but his consistency is maybe one of those differentiators for the Heat. Am I right about that? Yeah, he was pretty inconsistent in the 76ers series. He was better in the uh, Hawks series. Uh, but I would say pretty much game-to-game, series-to-series, the Heat have gotten varying degrees of production from all their players because based on the matchup and foul trouble, and um, Hero was averaging starters minutes throughout the year for sure. He obviously won six-man-of-the-year award. So um, I think the Sixers did a good job sort of trapping him and, and – putting a lot of pressure on him in that series. But I expect him to play better in this series. I really think the Heat need a uh, bona fide secondary score after Jimmy Butler. Um, they're going to get their three-pointers out of guys like Max Drews. But I think Hero needs to like win them a game uh, if they want to win this series. All right, defensively, who gets Tatum? Who gets Jalen Brown the majority of the time? I know the beauty of the Heat is that they switch screens and have a lot of really versatile defenders, but who do you think sees the most face time with those two Celtic stars? I think they probably throw Jimmy Butler there, um, P.J. Tucker, Adam, uh, maybe mix in some, some Gabe Vincent. Um, I think they're going to throw anyone and everyone if they get switched on Bam. I mean, he's versatile enough to do it. Uh, I think the Heat are pretty much going to have varying looks based on the Celtics. I think there's some stat out there. They, they switch defensively on screens the most in the NBA. Mm. So they're pretty comfortable with a lot of guys. Um, and they really did do a good job on Trey Young in the first series, obviously much smaller than a Tatum. And, and obviously Harden was a huge disappointment in, in the Sixers series. So they've, they've bottled up scores in the first two series, but I think Tatum will, will be the best player um, they've seen based on how he's played in the playoffs. So um, I guess I'll say, I'll say Butler primarily, but we'll have to we'll – and, and Butler said yesterday at practice, he said – he wants this game in the 90s. He wants to, to play inside the, like, the three-point line. Um, so he, he's not afraid to, to bang and bruise a little bit. So uh, Spolstra called this a throwback series yesterday. So I think they're expecting it to be defensive-minded and low-scoring. Now the uh, over-under is in the low 200s, which you usually don't see in the NBA very much. But uh, two very good defensive teams. Evenly matched. I'm a little leery that the Heat haven't had to step up against high-level competition yet, but uh, that's why they play the games, right, Yanni? That's how it is. Yeah, Celtics have had a tougher road for sure, uh, but that's why they play the games. And like we were saying, I think the Heat may be a little underrated nationally coming into this, uh, and I guess Vegas, because I think they have Celtics winning the entire series. But um, it should be a good one. I'm excited for it. Well, thank you to my guest, Yanni Caracas. And yes, I will be back in South Florida soon enough. Hook up with Yanni for a little golf. He's living in golf heaven right now down there in the Jupiter area. All the pros, so many teachers, great courses. Well, hopefully he polishes that game of his a little bit. I'm sure he will. Great opportunity, too, that's for sure. And take care of those little kids. Beautiful uh, family that Yanni has down there in Florida. Well, that's it for this week's 401 podcast. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. 
And if the Boston Celtics do indeed beat the Heat, we'll be back with a finals preview for sure. Please pass along this podcast to your pals. Subscribe to our website at kevinmacksports.com and listen to my radio show, the Kevin Mac Sports Hour, every night at 6 o'clock on WPRO in Providence. Now you can download the app, the WPRO app today, very easy, off the, uh, the Apple Store. You can also listen anywhere. Just tell your Alexa to call up WPRO every night at 6 o'clock. Thanks, as always, to producer extraordinaire Kevin Collins. He goes low on the golf course. Kick Yanni's butt, that's for sure. And to our friends at Haxton's Liquors and Manscaped, appreciate uh, them always. The 401 Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. Subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy most. Shoot us a like and look for the next edition of the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Thanks for listening to the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Get the 411 on the sports scene in the 401 by subscribing to the 401 Podcast from KevinMacSports.com.